Singer Live podcast number one. Sing Army podcast. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, all over the world, I hope you are ready because we are ready to do this. So I am your host, Indy Singh. And without further ado, let me introduce you to talker number one, week number one, podcast number one. I'm Deep Singh, Sikh educator and lawyer from Nanada, East London. What are you saying, bruv? It's an honour and a privilege to be here. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm grateful. Thank you. So here we're going to do this now is we are going to introduce this podcast. Okay. And we're going to say what we're going to be doing, how we're going to be doing it and when we're going to be doing it. So we have myself, we have Amandeep Singh and we have members of the audience. Hanji, why did you Okay, so Mr. Khalsa Ji, let the let all these viewers know how we're going to be doing this. What is the format, and what are they? What can they expect from us? Expect fireworks. <laughs> it's going to be going off this year in a good way. Now, um, basically, so the aim of this podcast is um, to just reach out to the young British-born Sikhs out there, male and female, the Sings and the Gors, everybody, just to get everybody into. Um, into feeling like we're all one community, spread the message of Sikhi, and that's it really. It's nice, light-hearted. You know what I mean? We got, in, I, I mean, we spend loads of hours in our in our lives watching other podcasts or Motherface or do you know what I mean? Like Joe Rogan, not big up to them all. Do you know what I mean? Love to everyone, but um, we got to be we got to put our message out there as well. So that's what this uh, this platform is for, really. Here, here, bro. Respect. Yes, bro. So. Who's going to get us started? What are we starting with? Someone tell me, what is week number one? Where shall we start? What is the message? I think today I've been uh, looking forward to speak to some everybody about something that I think is very, very important that we don't speak about as much as we do or we say, but we don't necessarily put enough emphasis on what it means. And it's sick history and Gurbani talks a great deal about it. What am I talking about? I'm talking about gratitude and appreciation, bro. Excellent subject to start with there. That's a good one. It's a good one. But let's just start off with before how we get there. As the weeks and the months and the shows go on, everyone gets to know who I am and what I'm about and where I'm come from. But I'm a deep sink. Please tell us, tell the viewers who you are, where you've come from. And we're here to be organic. We're here to get the truth. We're here to get deep into things. You know, we that that's for me, that's what Sikhi is, it's the truth and it's connection to that truth. So from the bottom of your heart, you know, I know you, I know where you're from, I know what you're about. Your title is Sikh educator and lawyer. Um, you know, if you stayed with the latter part of that title of just the lawyer, you'd have a few more zeros at the end of your salary every year. But you take so much time out and you have so much dedication and faith in your Sikhi education for <coughs> others. So what I want to know, I want the viewers to know, because I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who will be able to relate to you. So your message is an important one. Your journey, your journey is an important one. So please tell us before we get on to today's subject of gratitude, which you suggested, which is a great one. We can all apply to our everyday lives and, and we don't even know what we're grateful for, but we'll be discussing that. But please tell us about who you are, where you've come from and what you're doing. Well, you've put me in the spot a little bit. I, was, I wasn't expected to be blindsided like that, brother. The lads phoned me up, said to come on this podcast, but it looks like we're going to go very, very deep today. Um, so, all right, I'll try and do it justice. I think you were a bit too kind with your words there, brother. I'm not sure I can live up to that expectation. Um, but who am I, where have I come from? 
Well, look, I'll be honest with you. As you've come down here today, you've come through the streets of East London. You'd have gone past a few pubs. I come from a family of owners of pubs. Um, it was more common to find me on a corner on on a Rumford Road drinking Budweiser or Gordon's Dry Gin. That was my drink of preference. Um, he was getting hammered, but it was just all about Ben Sherman shirts, Fred Perry T-shirts, Patrick Patrick wow. Cox shoes. That was that was twenty yeah. years ago, bro. That was that that was twenty years ago from Green Street. Yeah, well, twenty years ago they were following. Put it this way, I set the trend. They were following it, bro. Yeah. Uh, and, and so we were just basically out um, and didn't know anything about Sikdarum. Didn't know anything about our history, um, and it was just about getting hammered and going out and having what I perceived was a good time. And um, looking back on it now, it's so obvious to me now, but there was a smile on my face outwardly, but inside I wasn't very happy. Inside I was struggling. But I looked around and everybody else seemed like they were smiling, so I thought this is just the way it's got to be. Maybe this voice inside my head needs to be ignored. And what happened was I was at, um, I was at a bit of the Jackalad at university. At university, I was the Punjabi Society leader, arranging like gigs and stuff like that. That's basically where I was at. And then I was at what, QMW. What, what university did you go? I was at Queen Mary's University of London. What year? Uh, uh, what year did I go? Oh, 2000, I graduated in 2004. Wow, long time ago. So thank you for that. <laughs> Just cut me right down, yeah, make my story. But yeah, so I was at university and then I actually went to a, it was at university that I went to a SIG lecture. Um, and it was there that I learned about the <coughs> Shahidi, the sacrifice we say in English of Guru Tegh Bahadurji, that one who stood up against tyranny and injustice and they gave the, they laid it down they said no this is the way it's going to be they gave their life they gave their physical life they're, f- they're going to live forever they live for, they are timeless but they gave their physical life if you want with by matidasi by satidasi by dialogy and they set an ideal in motion and i was thinking hang about hear these things right and they've been burned alive boiled alive sawn in half and they've given up all of this so so willingly yeah and here I am, I'm going to the barbers, I'm paying some guy six quid to give me a short back and sides, blending it on the side, yeah? Yeah, buying shockwaves, and I'm thinking, what's going on here? These guys are paying with their lives to keep their sikhi, and I'm paying some guy with my dollar to take my sikhi, it don't work. But the real turning point for me was, um, having had that little taste, I went on to a, a sikh retreat, which is now famous across the world for the wonderful, blissful experience you can experience there, which is called Boss Camp. So, so let me just take you back there. So you've heard a talk at your local uni. Now you're saying that this was, this was a changing point for you. So was this, was this a first step? Or was this, like you said, was this a taste? Then how did you get from there then to go on the way to, to how long was the retreat? I tell you, it was, I wouldn't say it was a step because at that point I didn't know what the hell was going down. I just thought this is different to Friday night getting hammered. What's going on here? Why am I crying? Didn't know what was going on. Walked straight out of the, that lecture into another lecture and then just carried on. I didn't, I think when your mind experiences something that's going to change you, you sometimes come from a place of fear. And if you're in a place of fear, you can't grow. So you have to be willing to accept. And if you can accept, then you can move forward. And if you can understand that not everything's going to be in your control, then you can move forward. And what happened to me at that experience was I was willing to just, because I was with the lads and it was quite exciting. And I just wanted to just experience more. So then a couple of lads who were from Hitchin, they had come down to the university. Um, They came down and they met us. And I was just getting into martial arts at that time. And so they said, look, why don't you come to this secret retreat, which we go to, um, organized by the British Organization of Sikh Students, BOSS, which we know them as. Um, and so a few us went down to, just went for jokes. It was in summer holidays, we were on study leave. And it was at BOSS camp that my life changed. 
I just it was uh, it was the year after Jagraj had just been Jagraj Singh, who we all know that um, beautiful light that has just changed the way that Prachar, the way that Sikh uh, teachings education is given forth in the world. Jagraj had been the year before, and he was just keeping his guests and taking Amrit, and he'd returned, and I met Jagraj there. Um, and yeah, so at that camp, I just experienced a bliss unlike anything else. And I, t- I tell you what happened at that camp actually is, is quite a surreal. It was probably the most intense experience of my life. Um, so I was at the camp, and like I said, I was a monar, short back and sides, Fred Perry T-shirts. That was all I packed, that sort of thing, because I didn't know about anything else. All the things are there in like brandless. They got no brands on because they were barney and stuff like this. And there was these things walking around. They're carrying shustard. It's a completely new world to me because I've never seen things. I, a, I remember noticing a singany with a bastard. I've never seen it before, but. For all intents and purposes, just keeping it simple for the podcast, as the camp was coming to an end, in my mind, I was just like, oh man, I just wish I was like these people. I know that I'm not. Everybody is amazing. The sings look like wizards and the singing look like wizardesses. They just looked so amazing. I just didn't feel worthy to be there and there was this feeling of guilt. But then what happened was I went into the bar side. It was the last day of the camp. And what happened was I sat down and I was looking at, my, I was looking at Guru Sahib, which we could also call Maharaj, meaning the great king. Um, and I was like, yo, Maharaj, like, is there any place for me in your house? Like, I know I'm, I know I'm a wrongan. I know that I ain't worthy to be here. I don't know the names of the gurus. I don't know when the dates of when the gurus were born. I don't know any of the barter that these people are reading off by heart, but and was is this, there a place was, for me? When you're saying you're asking, is this, you, you were physically asking, you were uh, in an Adas, you were in English, in Punjabi, or were you just inside your heart, inside I'd, your mind? What I'd done was, I was embarrassed then, I'm not embarrassed to say it now, because perhaps, perhaps it will help people relate. At that time, I went out into the forest, because I was embarrassed, <laughs> yeah, and I was like, okay, so just me and you now, God, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like apparently you answer everyone's prayers, yeah, this is feeling here, and I don't want it to go. I thought it was just about going to law school, I thought it was just about hooking up with the opposite gender, so on and so forth, or getting a rep or whatever it was at, in that particular moment, which I'm a bit embarrassed to say now, that was what life was about then. So you, did have, was, a, so you did have a rep? I was, I, I was, <laughs> no, no, I, I was like a minor criminal, I would say. Yeah. But, the, but, but the, going back to the point, I did what I would now call an ardas. I didn't know it was called ardas, and I didn't know what ardas meant. Ardas meaning supplication, request, prayer to Guru, to Guru Sahib. I said, look, can you just let me stick around, basically? Or can you l- find a place for me? I know you've got high standards, because looking at your people, they're amazing. But can I stick around? And it was at that moment I walked into the Dubai side, nobody had answered me, and I was feeling a bit forlorn. I think I was expecting the clouds to open and maybe a light to shine forth from some sort of movie. And I went into the Dubai side, I went into the hall of the Guru, which is called the Dubai side, and I sat down, and I was just, in, inside I was upset, but I didn't want everybody to see. And I asked again, before Guru Granth Sahib Ji Maharaj, not in the woods now, but now before the king of all kings, yo, is there a place for me in your house? And it was at that time that the Sangat had just started to recite what I now know is called Ananda Sahib. I didn't know it was called Ananda Sahib then. Ananda Sahib meaning the song of bliss given to us by Guru Amr Das Ji Maharaj. And the first words will always remind me, resound in me. Maharaj is saying, Ananda Paya Meri Mae Sat Guru Paya. And the things had got really technologically advanced at that point. So fortunately for me, they had a translation on the board, which was like the new age cutting technology then. Mm-hmm. And it said that you are in Anand, yeah, and because you found your Satguru. And I could just, I, I'll tell you in no uncertain terms, all I could feel, all I could feel rather than hear, I could feel a voice inside me 
saying, look, don't worry, I got your back. I know you're a wrong one. I know everything that you are, and don't worry, I got your back. And it was like, there was this, I could feel this feeling like, 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 um, like there was a hand around my waist, give me a squeeze, much like a child would be held, like a two month old child would be held by a dad, like face forward, as he's just squeezing me, going, look, I know you're a wrong one. I know you're a F up, if that makes sense. Sinner, yeah, sinner. but I got you. And I just couldn't stop the tears from flowing, man. So that's what, that, that experience changed my whole life. The people that I met at that camp are with me to this day. They're the most influential people, the, the people that I owe my, that I'm, that I'm always humble before. So going from that experience, coming back into the world, I knew that it was, I knew that there was more to life than just a life as everybody else was living it, if that makes any sense. So, so how was it months, years, weeks after the, that camp that you've just described to us, how, how long after that was it that you, that you uh, got baptised? I think I kept my gears, I, cu I stopped cutting my hair within about sort of six months, maybe nine months or so. Um, again, a similar sort of time frame, giving up meat and then alcohol. And then I started carrying, just, and then I carry, started carrying the bunch of cards, started practising. But I didn't take Amrit until I was tw 21. So I was practising Nidhanem, learning Gurbani, uh, which is so easy. People put this big, big barrier. Oh, I can't read Bart. You can learn Gurbani, yeah, just completely side offshoot, yeah. You can learn how to recite Gurbani. Guess how long it took me to learn how to recite Gurbani? Coming from, I did not even know. You know, they say, oh, I don't know. People say, I don't know what Uda Ara. I didn't know what Uda and Ara were. Like, I didn't, and guess how long it takes if you, if you actually want to learn Gurbani, if your mind is focused. Well, because you're putting like, yeah, I reckon it took you. Six months? Four hours, bro. Wow. Four, uh, no, sorry, I beg your pardon. Sorry, six hours. You can learn goodbye. It's so easy. It's so much easier than English. Because it's all just phonetic. You could just learn it. I've been on Ura Era since I was like 12 years old. And I've got to about the second line. No, I think I think the way that we're teaching it is wrong. I think you can learn it in a far quicker way yeah i agree um, i agree i agree um, i need a better teacher that's what i need oh, shout out to amadid <laughs> singh from east london he, he sat me and ended down one hour a week over six weeks just one hour a week six hours it took me to read gurbani um so yes yeah, so and I, I i was a bit scared to be honest with you um because i was scared that because of the place i'd come from specifically for my family completely non-baptized all like like I said, just a, my family is more aligned to like Punjabi Jat mentality than it is like Sikhi Torte. So I was just a bit scared about having to not just basically make those inroads where it was become acceptable. But I'll tell you something really funny. Initially, had to face a lot of barriers. But what I found, Guru Sahib says, um, Guru, Guru, Grants, Guru Nanak Dev Ji says, Jina Sevya Tenapayam Man. That those that do Sevya, Sevya is often translated as Seva. But Gyani Gurbatan Siddhi explains that Sevya actually means to do bhajan, to do Simran. So actually, we, sometimes we, we actually mistranslate that. Or you, or you can say it means both if you want, yeah? So Sevya can mean Seva, meaning service, but it can also mean bhajan to do Simran. Guru Sab says Jin Sevya, what happens to that person that does bhajan, that recites the name of God? Then by Amman, that actually they're honoured. And I was like, hang on, man, what's going on here? I'm trying to do Simran, trying to do things like this, and everyone's shouting at me, giving me a hard time. I remember going to a Rensfai, which is like an all-night, what we call a Kirtan program. And I had to tell my, my old man, because my old man's a bit of a geezer. I was like, look, I'm going out clubbing. Because it was easier to tell my family that I was out. Because he would feel more comfortable with that, because that was something that he would... He like, he's, my old man's like, listen, go out, have a good time. Yeah, Just right. come home, you'll be fine. But slowly what happened was, 
we make these assumptions that these things are going to be difficult. But actually, what happened was, after a while, my man, like my dad, yeah, we, we were like very close friends now. He actually would sit with his with the, with, the, with, the, with the lads in East London and go, look, my sons are sing, and and it just t- something I thought would never be proud of. Yeah, he actually's like, lads, you won't catch my son here tonight having a drink. <laughs> He's at the Gordola, you know, and he'd, he'd have a little laugh and tickle about it, have a little laugh about it, a little joke about it, a little bit of banter, but something which I never thought would happen. And this is really important because as human beings, we make assumptions and we build our lives on assumptions, but the assumption is often wrong. So the assumption was that my family would never be accepting. And I think a lot of people in the world are fearful of what, who would accept them, who wouldn't accept them. But it's just based on an assumption which is wrong. Oh, I can't keep my gears till I get this job. Because obviously, you're, you know, in your employment contract, it says somewhere that you can't keep your gears. Yeah. You know, how many bank managers do we know? People going through FCA exams, they go, oh, I can't keep my gears right now. What bank has ever sacked anybody have you ever heard of? You know, but it's just an assumption. We live in fear. And this podcast is going to break the fear. So in essence, what I'm trying to say is that my family actually came round. And uh, it's actually quite nice. Not that I take any credit for it. It was all Guru Sahib's kirpa, all Guru Sahib's blessings. But it was kind of nice to have everyone saying, hey, I'm very proud of you. It's good. Yeah, in, massive. In, not, for, not in an ego boost sort of way, but in a sense that where I thought they wouldn't be accepting and I'd maybe have to walk apart away from them to have that relief that actually the fear was in my head. The assumption was in my head. Actually, you can live coincide. You can, you can, and fe- you know what I mean? I remember thinking my sister was like, yo, you're going, you're changing me. And my sister very close. She's like, you're changing, you're changing, you're changing. She's like, I like the change. <laughs> I like it. But again, it's just all, we, it's, it's fear. Fear is a big, big problem. And do you know how, coming onto the podcast, what, what, what I'm really passionate to speak about today, do you know how you can never be in a state of fear? Shall I tell you, Rob? You can never be in a place of fear if you are in a constant, perpetual state of gratitude. It is impossible to be in a state of fear anxiety, pain, or suffering if you are in a place of gratitude. I'm going to say that again because it's going to double down, yeah? You cannot be in a place of fear. You cannot be fearful at the same time as being grateful. You could be in a car accident, yeah? And if you stand up and go, my legs are working, you might have cuts and bruises over your body, yeah? You can, you can walk out of a car accident, your car that you said for 100 years to buy, if you thought you'd lost your legs and, you, and, you're, and, you're, and you're in that moment, all you're thinking about is the fact that you can still walk. You're in a place of gratitude. You are not scared. Does that make sense? So what I'm really excited to talk about when we get on to in the next, in, in, in the next section of this podcast is gratitude. But maybe I'm jumping the gun. Sorry. But, but, no, it's all right, bro. I don't know. Uh, you're saying if it does make sense, even if it didn't, I think I was going to say yes because you punched this table about six times now. Yeah. And I don't know if that's, uh, I don't know if that's uh, the minor criminal coming out or if that's just your passion, bro. Um, but, you know... Again, it's a moving story, bro. And what you said there is is a massive, massive word. And two words you said is perception and fear. They're two massive, massive words for people in our community, in our in Sikhi, in everyday life, no matter where you are on that journey. The two questions before we do move on to today's topics that I do want to ask you is, number one, okay, is did you have in your previous life, let's call it for now, before you were baptised, and you were from a big family, and you were on these streets here in this grimy place that you brought us to today of East London. Oi, 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 careful, yeah. So you're telling me, in all those Friday, Saturday nights, are you telling me that there was, there was no happiness 
or are you telling me that you know what this is a bigger happiness you found a greater happiness bruv i'd say to you 100% hand on heart as a matter of course yeah i don't lie i just don't think there's any point in it you're lying to yourself you're harming yourself it's just a, it's a pointless aspect it's crept into everyone's lives incidentally just as a side point this i did that lying is acceptable i don't lie if i yeah look I ain't saying to you that in those times there wasn't there wasn't moments of momentary glimpses of a joke and a laugh and a bit of banter. Some of the best friends I've got today are people that were formed at those times, and I haven't got any regrets. But what I will say is I'm concentrating on the word momentary glimpses, momentary glimpses, and that is this whole world. This whole world is is temporary and impermanent. You can look. Forget my example, bro. I'm just a nobody, yeah. In the in the grand scheme of things. And m most people are, in fact, yeah. But if we just look at the way society is right now, there's this program that, that people are eulogizing. These like, what was it called? Uh, they go on that island, Love Island, yeah. So people are like, um, and I've got nothing against anybody. Everyone's got a going on life, like you yeah? don't watch it, Amandeep. I don't I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't watch it. But I heard some stats about it because everyone's raving about it, right? Three guys on Love Island who are eulogized across the world. People. Everyone's chatting about I hear they went, Oh did you watch Love Island I don't watch TV I ain't got TV at home yeah? I've got Netflix That's about it I watch a few things But I ain't got um, The old Skybox And all that And um, they go Do you watch this Program Love Island Everyone's talking about it Everyone's talking about This guy that I, don't, I don't even know names But what's really painful Is these guys are being Paraded across the world stages These, these are guys are somebodies If you want in, in inverted commas right Three people from that program Have committed suicide Yeah We look at people On the world stages Like and, and, I, and, I, and I don't wish anybody uh, any will. I, my, my heart goes out to anybody that's suffering yeah, in this world, be they any, from any background, right? So your question was looking at me going back to my days, yeah? You know, going out, just getting bottles of Gordon's dried gin and getting hammered, puking and falling asleep on the bus stop, which I was just down the road, yeah? Look, forget even, yes, there was momentary glimpses, and we would hold on to those like they were everything, but there wasn't that consistent happiness. And... The reason I give these examples in the world of stages is because I think a lot of people aspire to that, unbeknownst to them, that that happiness which you see when you're picking up a Golden Globe or when you're getting a promotion at work or you're buying a Ferrari or a Porsche or whatever, even those things are momentary. Guru Tegh Badrji puts it so much more beautifully. They say, Nanaka tere kachanahi supane jo sansar. They say, Ko Nanaka tere kachanahi supane jo sansar. Guru Tegh Badrji calls out, they say, Ko Nanak. They say, Yo, basically, Yo, tere kachanahi, nothing is permanent. Tere means permanent. Kachanahi meaning nothing is permanent. Supane jo sansar. This whole world is a dream. Meaning that all of these things that we try and wrap ourselves in forever, is, is, is impermanent. So for me, that realization in my mind was that what everybody else is doing, it's not enough for me to just to do that because equally inside everyone's crying. And Guru Nanak puts it so clearly, they say, Nanak Dukhiya, substance the whole world's in pain. The moment that you realize that and that you want to be, a, that you want to be a light in that darkness, then there's a purpose beyond yourself. And then you really, really find happiness. You want to find happiness, my brother? You want to find happiness. It's not through the things you're going to obtain or the drinks you're going to have. It's going to be through it's serving other people. This is what Jagrad Singh once said. Jagrad Singh said something once that really lit me up. Excuse the pun. You'll see why it's a pun in a second. They go, we're in Galjug. Everybody's suffering. The whole world's in darkness. But Jagrad Singh had such a wonderful light in him. Do you know what he said? Because in the, if the whole world is in darkness, that's when a small diva can shine for miles. You can see a small... That's when the need 
ਜਦੋਂ ਲੋਰ ਪੈ ਗਿਆ ਕਦੋਂ ਸਾਰੇ ਪਾਸੇ ਹਨੇਰੇ ਪਹੁੰਚ ਗਿਆ ਵੇ ਵੇ ਦਿਸ ਡਾਰਕਨੈਸ ਐਵਰੀਵੇਅਰ ਥੈਟ ਇਜ਼ ਵੈਨ ਦੇਰ ਇਜ਼ ਅ ਨੀਡ ਫॉर दैट ਲਿਟਲ ਲਾਈਟ ਐਂਡ ਸੋ ਆਈ ਫਾਊਂਡ ਆ ਕੰਸਿਸਟੈਂਟ ਹੈਪੀਨੈਸ ਆ ਕੰਸਿਸਟੈਂਟ ਬਲਿਸ ਆ ਕੰਸਿਸਟੈਂਟ ਕੰਟੈਂਟਮੈਂਟ ਅਮ ਥਰੂ ਥਿਸ ਪਾਥ ਆਫ ਗੁਰਸਿੱਖੀ ਐਂਡ ਥੈਟ ਇਜ਼ ਦ ਐਂਡ ਥੈਟ ਇਜ਼ ਥਰੂ ਸਰਵਿੰਗ ਅਦਰ ਪੀਪਲ ਐਂਡ ਥੈਟ ਯੂ ਵਿਲ ਫਾਈਂਡ ਐਸ ਵਨ ਆਫ ਦ ਕੀ ਟੈਨੈਂਟਸ ਆਫ ਦ ਸਿੱਖ ਫੇਥ so if you if you want to find true happiness it's not through emulating those that are on tv that behind closed doors are unhappy it's through following the guru's teachings what does the guru say about finding happiness the guru says that the true happiness is found through serving other people through serving the creation just on that point just very quickly i know you got another question there but something wonderful a gem that gyani galwan singh ji said once and it's going to stay with me forever it says something so amazing so gyani galwan singh ji is like a respected um speaker on behalf and for the the Khalsa band across the world and they're really respected by everybody and they said something amazing they said whatever you want in life whatever you want the best way to get that thing is to give it to other people and I was like what the hell how does that make any sense he wasn't talking about money he's because you don't actually want money you want happiness so you get money to get happiness yeah so again he's just cutting it down to the wire they go look you don't want a car you want happiness you think the car is going to give you happiness so the truth of the matter is what do we all want we want to be happy and what does gani ji say they go whatever you really want meaning happiness the best way to have that is to give it to other people my brothers and sisters google jagrad singh he dedicated his life to the pant it's no coincidence that every photo that people have snapped of him go on google check it out yourself do a google search he's always buzzing in every photo when he's not even being pictured like like t- standing for a photo whatever you want in life we spend too much time being selfish and trying to take it what we should be doing is open up our heart and giving it and then it will come naturally yes but i get the pun bro and trust me that is fire i need one of them things that you know Char- charlie sloth yeah bro bro need all the all the little sound effects <clears throat> okay bro one word now yeah what are you most grateful for in your life give me one word let me let me start with brother in the audio, in the studio with us today in the panel kalsaji give me one word what what are you grateful let's talk about this without it sounding like a cliche i'd say the gift of sikhi like the day and age that we're living in very easily it could be anywhere do you know what i mean could be very could be anywhere in the world but such is the giver that maharaj has blessed us with sikhi that we know what she is before us have done for the sikhi so for us to wear this crown on our heads is the biggest gift for me and you know we, we we're talking about being born into this from a young age because like you said sikhi is a gift and th- sometimes it's a gift that you can give to other people for example now it's a gift that you can be very grateful for quickly as well do you know what i mean so that's why the the tools keep you keep you grounded keep you rooted doing seva doing simran do you know what i mean seeing yourself humility is a massive thing we got to see ourselves as the lowest of the low if you've got that mentality maharaj will give you that will give you everything and it's like um it's like by you were saying that sometimes all it takes is just that one step like you take one step to maharaj maharaj will take thousands towards you a bit like when baji went camp exactly you know exactly, he went to his yeah. first sikh site he took that one step yeah. ended up camp then shortly after his journey started yeah bhai gurdas says clearly ke Sadguru Kot Penda Gohele the you take one step towards Vaheguru Maharaj will take thousands towards you 100%. so so like what you were saying that it's just that fear sometimes you just got to break the fear forget it who are we out to please 
We have to please Guru Sahib. We want, we want Guru Sahib to see something, yeah? We want the blessings from Waheguru, from, from Guru. Not out to please anybody else in this world. I think, and if you, uh, if you can grasp that concept, I think, it's a, I think there's nothing... So you're saying take else. a step, but what's, what, what's an example of a step, bro? Is it putting a picture up of Maharaj in your house? Yeah. Uh, is, it, is it listening to this podcast? Is it watching a, uh, a basic a Sikhi talk? Is it going to seek to inspire camp? What's a step? I think it's very individual. I think for everybody, everyone's on their own step of the journey. So you can't judge anyone and be like, all right, you know, I'm here, you're there. So it, these steps could be very something small to doing Moolmantar five times a day. Do you know what I mean to start just doing Simran, going to see guru, going to see your guru? A lot of us we're we're lost in the world. We don't know who our guru is. When we're wondering Allah in a guru, and that's the, you know what I mean. There's nothing worse than that. So it might be just go to the gurda and, and do matatik and appreciate that, that gurus have you are my guru exactly how Paji did. So there's there's so many countless steps, but we all know consciously deep down what we what we're doing, uh, what bad things we're doing, what good things we're doing. You know you know what I mean. It just means cancelling out the bad ones, doing more of the good. Respect with it, and 100%. you know, I mean, this just to bring you in. Okay, so let's let's talk about deeper about gratitude now. Let's just look at it from your everyday life where people can relate. Are you grateful to the customers that you have? Um, so, <coughs> uh, yes, for, for uh, it, I think it's p- customers are probably the wrong word. So, I'm a practicing litigation solicitor, so we don't really have customers, we have cl- people that come to us clients. for legal advice. Yeah, so clients, we have clients, I'm grateful for that experience. But gratitude, understanding from Sikhi the, the importance of gratitude, the truth of the matter is, had I not done what I've done for 10 years, I would, had I not gone through that sour, I wouldn't have appreciated the sweet right now. So oftentimes we get hung up by where we are in our life and we think I'm in a negative, I've been in a negative place. And we look at that negative place and we remain remiss. We get, we get upset. Oh, why did I have to go through that? But what we don't recognize is when we're out of that, because we were in that negative place, it's allowed us to look at it and go, actually, I'm in a great place right now. I'll give you something, that, I'll tell you something that was really, really interesting, to, uh, t- that completely changed um, my perspective on this. When I started doing Qatar, when I started learning, to t- when I started to learn to do Qatar, my teacher, who's a wonderful human being, his name is um, Gyani Sukrajing from Leeds, a wonderful, wonderful human being. He, he, had, he took pity on me and decided to spend time teaching me how to do Qatar, which was not an easy thing for him to do. Um, so I'm really grateful for that. And one of the very first places I went to do Qatar was a place in South London. I know I don't like South London much, but <laughs> where needs cool must, right? So I'll go to South London. I go to this young uh, kid's house. And it's, he's just kept his gears, didn't, didn't know anything about him. And he's a young lad. And when I get to his house, he's very, very weak. He's skinny, yeah? And I get to know his story that basically he had his intestines removed because he had this disease called... I'm not going to try. I'm going to try and pronounce it. Ulcerative colitis is a form of disease where your kidney, your 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 intestines, they're not working properly. I think they swell up, causing significant pain. And so, Bajala, this kid, right? He's he's had most of his intestines removed, his lower intestine removed, if I remember correctly. Um, and he's in a lot of pain. I'm speaking to his mum and dad, and they go, "Look, he's got to come home from school. He can't go to the park. Things that we took for granted, of going, you know, playing around in the park and stuff like this." And his kids, his, his intestines were removed. He's got to come home from school. He, he can't eat normal food. And here he is, and he's celebrating with a sukum at his house. And he's telling at the start for the first time. And I've gone up to him to have a chat with him. I'm there to do gutter. In my arrogance, I've turned up at this guy's house to teach him something. Little to me, was I going to learn so much from this kid? <laughs> yeah. I've turned up there, and I'm talking to him. And I go, oh, man, you've got, you've had a, you're in a bad way. You, you've had a really tough ride. You know, oh, I, I really wish that we could... Um, fix this 
I wish it never happened here, sort of that, that sort of line of question, conversation. And this young lad, he's 15 years old, right? He turns to me without no physical power, but all of the power in his face and his smile. He smiles and he goes, buddy, I wouldn't change it for the world. And I was blown away from this kid. And he goes to me, look, since I got ill, since I, so, since, I, since I became really ill and I had to get taken care of, I'm in an intensive care unit and I, I nearly died and whatever, because my parents have really focused on their sicky. My old man's kept his gears now and he's taking steps. I won't go into their personal steps, that's their personal business. And you know, his mum, she's coming to sicky as well. And now because of that, he's kept his gears. And the whole thing has brought the family. It took me to tears. And like the point was, was how, how, how can you understand that this kid who's nearly died Who's, had, who's physically going to move in a different way for the rest of his life, yeah? On the verge of, you could say, like, disabled in the physical sense because he can't, like, spend a whole day at work, yeah? He's chilling, and he's coming from a place of gratitude because he's understand the teaching of Guru Nanak. Guru Nanak is saying, that all many difficulties or pains, hungers that we have in our life, difficult tests that we've got to face, yeah? Even these things, even these are gifts if you have the eyes to see it. And I walked out of that house completely humbled by this young kid. But it taught me the power of gratitude. Here's this kid, and I'm bouncing around worrying about worldly problems or whatever, as most of us are. People saying things like, when am I going to get married? How am I going to get this job? This kid ain't got, he hasn't got any intestines. And he's bouncing around full of life. And that is what it means to be in shukrana, to be in a state of gratitude and appreciation. Gratitude is so important. Gratitude gives you, is a weapon that can weaponize you when you have when you feel like you have no weapons in your, in your hand, and it can make someone that looks that looks weak, powerful compared to somebody that's got everything. My brothers and sisters, my job has given me a wonderful insight into some of the wealthiest people's lives in East London. Some of the, we our offices are well established. I've got guys coming to my office that have got 200, 300 houses. They're getting two, three grand a week, a month of rent. Each month they're getting two, three hundred grand in their account. Like it's like a replenishing, swirling slush of money. Yeah? <laughs> but they're not happy because mm. they're not coming from a place of gratitude. Because to be, you can have all of this worldly stuff. Unless you are grateful for where you are truly, you can't lie to yourself. In other words, unless you've got this gift of good sikhi, where you truly are grateful. Like my brother here said from the audience, he said that he's grateful for the gift of sikhi. Because that is a gift that will just give you so much bliss and happiness. And so I think we've got to start talking about gratitude. Hopefully we're going to get yeah, onto this. Yeah, of course, <laughs> I mean, the, 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 there's many forms of gratitude. I mean, I'll give you one type of uh, a physical form of gratitude. I remember when I was a young lad and uh, I'd wasted most of the summer just dossing about chilling. And then my mum was on my case, get a job, get a job, get a job. And um, so I got a job at Argos. Okay, got a job at Argos and um, worked there three, four weeks. First pay packet comes. Thought, yeah, man, I'm gonna get this, gonna get this, gonna get this. Uh, took it home. Bibi's like, go, go donate it at the Goddara in the Gorlug. I was like, why would I do that for? She goes, your first pay packet as a as a sign of Smash thank it. you. Go donate it. And this these things were like. Um, <laughs> did you, did you? He, he's looked, let the record show he looked straight down i made i made a donation i made a donation but what i'm saying is these these kind of things is it's in our culture not even just sikhi it's just a punjabi trait you know that's a punjabi trait that we, we that used to happen anyone used to get a job and your first pay packet you used to get it in there and now um, and that was a form form of gratitude a form of yeah. monetary gratitude and you know i heard someone do a bit of a talk on it 
And they and what they said was they said you know they said everything you get he goes that Waiguru gives you, and as a form of gratitude and accepting that you're giving ten percent back. So we're moving on from that first pay packet. We're now moving on to the swan, okay, which is a charitable donation, but it's on the form it's on the subject of gratitude, and it's it's ten percent of your of your um, earnings, ten percent monthly earnings or weekly, however often you get paid. You donate to seek causes and it's a, it's, it's a form of gratitude and you know these these things um before it wasn't just uh, um baptized unauthorized that did it everyone in the punjabi community used to do it our uh the first generations of sikhs that came to this country not a lot of them were baptized and they all did it and that's how we have every goddara in every city in the country on the back of their hard work they just about had that that was when we were in real poverty that was when we were first gen we didn't have no money we were having um six people have uh, 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 a husband a wife four kids living in one bedroom of a house and three families sharing one toilet but they were still taking 10 percent out and without a doubt now even if you go to the Goddara and you see people getting up and giving money, just our generation, you know, we haven't got that. And it is it is a lot uh, with the older generation. And that's a monetary f form of gratitude. No, I, I agree. And I, I agree entirely. Um, interesting. When we were doing some research uh, for the Jabti Sab Gata, um, which we, with Guru Sahib's blessings, we completed um, at the end of last year. I came across something very interesting. We had this concept called Peta, which is when you put money in the Golak, yeah? And the word Peta has got its root from giving back. Or the, the actual the word Peta means returning. I thought that was really interesting. So when we give Peta, we think that we're giving. But what the, when you give someone something that was always theirs, that's what it actually means to return. Point, exactly so the, the swan that we say we're giving, right? The actual truth of the matter is everything that we've been given is actually a gift from Guru Sahib. And all we can really do is return. We can't give anything. It's like, you could, you could imagine you, you go back to your dad when you're 25 years old and you start saying, look, I'm going to give you money for the food you bought me when I was a baby. Mm. That ain't going to run, work. is it? You can only return. You can't give. You can return. You can try and repay, but you're never going to get there. And I think we, we, we need to adopt that mentality a bit more. It comes back to gratitude. When we have an, an attitude in mind that I've done something, I've given to the Guru, that ain't really the right mentality. What we should be saying is, look, thank you so much for allowing me to return. Like, I'll, I'll give you an idea. One of the, one of the, I was very fortunate. Some of the lads, they invited me to do a talk um, at uh, the Gordara in Coventry. And, they, were, and they, they said to me, thank you for coming to do a talk. And I said, bro, look, to be honest with you, we've got to change the mentality. I'm being invited to talk on my, my beloved Guru. I should be saying thank you to you. Because the truth of the matter is, if we get a chance to do seva, if we get a chance to serve others, before your mind gets taken by ego that I have done something, we should lock that stuff down. I was about to say something else then. <laughs> we should lock that down, yeah, and come from a place of gratitude. Because from gratitude, only pure things come. If you are open up your mind and saying, yo, Guru Sahib, thank you for allowing me to talk on your behalf today. Thank you for allowing me to do kata today. Thank you for allowing me to watch the Pandit and the Godda today. Yo, Guru Sahib, thank you for bringing me here today. Yeah, Then there is less room for ego. Yo, Guru Sahib, today I've come and I've given the Daswan. Maharaj, thank you so much for allowing me to do that. And I think that, that again, it comes back to gratitude. We're, seeing, we're starting to unravel the onion now and seeing how deep we can get with this one word of gratitude. Of course. I mean, just, just to clarify, we're non-profit organizations, so we're not telling people to donate the Daswan or give us any money. It's just on the, it's just on the <coughs> subject of gratitude, like yeah, you said there. Yeah, just generally, and, yeah. Okay, now let me, let, me just, let me just mix it up now. Okay, brother, now, 
in Punjabi community, okay, Mape, your mother, your father, is is an old uh, um, Punjabi saying Mape Rab Hondia, and you like you've touched on there. We we can never repay our parents. We can never repay our parents. But now we're talking about gratitude, and and you know, with our parents, um, which now society is changing very 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 quick in our community uh, unfortunately you know it's just just starting to show signs of grandparents and even a little bit parents we're not as grateful um, as we were that's not just here uk that's india that's all around the world we're not as grateful as 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 we were once upon a time and that is slowly slowly starting to change with you know grandparents being put in homes and you know at a very very slow rate don't get me wrong it's not it's not like a big thing at the moment okay but we are slightly heading in that direction now how how can, give me an example how can we show gratitude to our parents give me an example i think um one thing that we can do and i'm probably speaking to myself here as well as everybody else is we have to understand that history always judges people harshly with the benefit of hindsight we sit here today and we have so much technology at our hands we can google something in a split second and find the answer and our parents can't do that for example and we judge them to our standard why didn't you do this why didn't you do that you know and i think history hi, sorry history always judges people harshly we can sit here now and I, and i think this is really important you raised a point and this and um, we're going to go into something which i'm really passionate about um with the benefit of hindsight we can sit with our backs up straight and our arms crossed and go, you should have done this you should have done that but what we should do is have a bit of more uh, compassion and a bit more uh, open-mindedness that actually we are here to be better and that, does, that doesn't mean by extension if we're <coughs> better that you're worse that's not how it works if we go on to do better things it is, doesn't make our parents worse or lower or it means that we are better because of them does that make sense so we think that if we make progress like for example like people could say like oh you're Amr Dali Singh your parents aren't for example my parents aren't it's not I'm better than them it's because of them does that make sense and I think if we we need to have that that understanding another point just a slightly offshoot but I think it's really important that we that we also understand this we live in an age now which is very unfortunate where everybody seems to think that they're entitled to an opinion mm. about everything even if they know nothing about what they're talking about and I'm not going to get into the details of it but uh, this is a particular issue we're facing in the bunt where guys are going to university getting a maths degree yeah or a qualification in journalism yeah and they know nothing about Sikhi but because they've got a, a qualification of some sort they're a policeman or a fireman or whatever they think that they can comment and discuss things and I think it's really important that we distinguish education in a worldly sense to wisdom and I think if we, a, a wise person will become knowledgeable but will always respect their parents. An educated person will become knowledgeable and think he's better than his parents. Mm. So you can see the difference mm. between education and wisdom there. Mm. And, and I think when we start following people that are educated rather than those that are wise, we're going to get into a problem. And I think we're starting to see that now, especially in today's day and age where anybody can go on Twitter and, or create a, a documentary about someone they know no one about, nothing about or nothing about and I just think that's very very dangerous it's the age-old cliche that knowledge is a, is a dangerous thing isn't it of course it's very important there's some points that you've made and Baji who's in the studio with us today Carl Saji um, let me bring that question to you now again like I said before I know you and I know you well and um, you know I'm gonna go personal with you um, to get a personal answer back 
how how can you okay i know for example you're very close with your mom how can you show gratitude to your mom for everything that she's done for you in your life um the thing is you know even with sikhi any good sikh that's got anything in sikhi has got it from another good sikh so with myself it was my mom the one that pushed me to keep my case it was the mom the one that sat down with us and made us do one mantar made us do good mantar so that seed was planted like it or not from mother so that's why you know what i mean we're talking about gratitude You've always got a, like like what you were saying, you give respect to your teachers, don't you? Do you know what I mean? Whoever, anybody that's given you anything in life, it's uh, it's very important to be to be grateful, whether be that your parents or or whoever. So what? So effectively, you know what what you are saying is, one way you can be uh, grateful is by being the best gursik you can be, and that is showing gratitude to your mother. That's what. She would want to see. Can I just add to that something that, that was that was really beautiful? To you said that was that was that is hundred percent on the nut. The best thing that we can do is be the best that we can be. If someone empowers you with with, with weapons and tools, the best thing you can do is wield them for the benefit of truth and justice. Mm. And if that's what your mom stood for, and she's given those t- qualities to you, then hundred percent respect to you. Your mom, by the way, I think I've met her once, <laughs> and she's an absolute angel. Um, but can I just add to that? There's a great saint called uh, Saint Hadi uh, Sindir and Dabiwale. Um, an amazing Gursik uh, goes around the world um, and doing a lot of giving a lot of wisdom as we distinguish wisdom from education Um, and they give an example about just how important gratitude is so they give an example I I have to forgive me I didn't hear this but another Gursik taught this to me as 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 the member in the audience said that we learn things from other Gursiks and this example was something that Sant Hari Sindhi said in Qatar in a discourse once and the way that they put it was this that there are people in the world that do black magic and things like this and that they do many sorts of these different, different things and they go imagine that there was a scenario um, which may have been hypothetical or it may have been an actual scenario but one person is practicing the dark arts if you will right and they take this human skull and they fill it with the meat of a dead dog and alcohol right uh, and, then they, and then they cover it yeah, and this onlooker looks because why? Why are you covering? Why are you covering the the the, the dead skull? Yeah, because it, no, normally in, in a culture where you cover something, it's out of respect. For example, we cover you know a good kasaib, you know, because as I respect, it doesn't get dirty. Because you fill this skull with the meat of a dead dog and alcohol. Why are you covering it? And um, the the guy who's practicing this dark art, he goes, look, I'm covering it just in case a person who's ungrateful in this world walks by. Because should that person who's ungrateful look upon it, it would it would even further decrease the the, the <laughs> make it even more impure, meaning that even if you have a skull with meat of a dog and alcohol stuffed into it, your conditions worsened if you happen to be in the company of those that are ungrateful. So, you know, living in a lack of gratitude is painful existence, man. It's it's really really painful, and I think living in a state of perpetual gratitude on the on the flip side is you're in heaven. So Guru Nanak Bhatta, the, the Sids came, these, the, the holy people of the times, the yogis, they came to Guru Nanak Bhatta, the king Guru Nanak, and they said to Guru Nanak, they said, where is the door to Satchkhand? And Guru Nanak <coughs> Bhatta says that the door to Satchkhand is found in the Sangat. So a wonderful way, going back to an earlier question you asked about how we can be grateful, yeah, is if you're ever so lucky to be in the Sangat, just be grateful that you're there. 
you know just just sit down and go yo i'm in the society of the saints to be here on a thursday night when Qatar's happening in east london just name drop there for my local <laughs> yeah yeah or if you're you know if you're at, you're at, you're at your program just sit down and be grateful you haven't got to deeply understand you haven't got to be enlightened there and then you haven't got to completely fully engage with everything don't put these pressures on yourself that's fear we go in the opposite direction just sit down and go yo thank you you know and i guarantee you, you'll be in a much better place than if you weren't doing that does that make sense so gratitude can t- is such a free gift man it's the biggest gift in this world it's the biggest gift it's the most powerful gift in this world it's free there's so much more we want to talk about but i think we're running out of time we're definitely running out of time uh buddy uh carl Sazi, can i just ask you to give us something what marriage tells us to finish today's podcast on 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 gratitude please something that's uh, within context I think, uh, like, there's one scene, so funny, so why forget, why forget why Guru, who's given you everything? Do you know what I mean? Um, there's other Gurbani book, kind of like, where we're referring to ourselves as Akirtkan, that we're ungrateful, you know what I mean? Tugs, that we're thieves. This, this is the qualities of us as human beings, this is who we are. But Maharaj, at the end, this is the, the last thing I w- that what I would want to say is that even if you are ungrateful, I know we keep talking about being grateful, even if you are that person who is ungrateful, don't worry, Maharaj has still got you. This is, this is, this is how, this is how the, the giver, the giver of everything, this is how Diyalu and how Kirpalu, how, how, yeah, how compassionate and, and, and the glory, this is the, the glory of Wahiguru, that even if you are this person, don't worry, do Simran, Maharaj has still got you back. Wow, and that comes in yeah. Gurbani. Yeah, that comes in Gurbani, yeah. 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 So Maharaj says, uh, Satguru, the true Guru, is Bhakshanda, and they'll still forgive you. So even if you are that person who is ungrateful, don't worry. You know, as we were talking before, that if you take that one step, holy, holy, whatever that step, one step may be, just take that step, Maharaj will take thousands towards you. Just before we go, I just want to say, on this subject of gratitude, I want to take this opportunity to reach out to the whole universe <coughs> and just say, from the bottom of my heart, sincerely, I'm so grateful to all of those in this world that have taken a moment out to just give me a teaching, give me something, because without valuing that gratitude, without showing that appreciation, for me, for me, this is me personally, I think that's a wonderful way of bettering this world, to show appreciation and gratitude. From my teachers at school, to my teachers now, to my parents, and obviously, ultimately, to Guru Sahib. Thank you so much, Guru Sahib. But this is just me um, just sharing that with the whole universe. So I'm grateful for the platform. Thank you for inviting me here today. Even saying thank you in that context means something different now. Mm-hmm. Hana? So let's try and practice. Let's learn about gratitude more. And, and th- thanks a lot for the time that you've given us. No, of course. And, you know, again, thank you for being on being on the show. And thank you for being on the first podcast. And it's, it's, we've gone deep. We've gone deep. I've learned here. And like we said from the start, like we said from the start, um, you know, if people people can tune in and people can listen, um, it's, it's, that's what is there for. All we're trying to do is just have a conversation and let people in on that conversation. And we've probably made loads of mistakes. You know, there's probably um, loads of things that people that listen to podcasts regular will pick up and say they did X, Y, Z. But you know what? We're learning. We'll get better. We'll get deeper. And we will try our very, very best to inspire. And we've got loads of platforms. We've got Facebook. We've got Instagram. We've got YouTube. And we've got SoundCloud. And it is going to be under Sing Army Podcast. Again, forgive us for any mistakes. 
hope to see you all next time listening in. Thank you. Why Guruji ka Why Guruji ka Why Guruji ki Fateh?